the future of photography. Uh, hello and welcome to the Future of Photography. This is a uh, wonderful podcast. We have three out of four. Chris is uh, um, without internet, as horrible as that is, almost like being without water. We have Emer, Adrian, and myself, Jeremiah, and uh, we welcome you this week to our discussion of fame. Yeah, it's um, it, it it's it, I commiserated with Chris. I mean, I, I've heard that these days people put Wi-Fi on the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's it's, and I, I saw a kid wearing a T-shirt the other day that said something like "Life is better with Wi-Fi." Oh my god! <laughs> but but Chris has no internet at all, sadly. Yes, and and coming from as uh, an amazing engineering forward places germany it's even double shocking well indeed but of course he does live in the middle of nowhere doesn't he so yeah this is the um this is the price you pay when you are lord of the manor in the middle of nowhere um and uh you know i mean his house is called the viewfinder villa okay (laughs) (laughs) i just like to say as being a a human on a planet are we really in the middle of nowhere all of us Oh, philosophy. Straight away something into the philosophy. I like about. it. <laughs> something to think about. Okay, enough to chat. Let's get on with it. Let's let's give people what they have tuned in to discover. Ah, well, can I so can I go first with my photography highlight Please. then? Because I think that yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about this and I was like, Oh, I kind of missed that this out in the prep and I had to uh, to think quickly. But you know what? Um uh, this, this is actually uh, my, my photography highlight for this week uh, is the work of a lady called Claire Bailey. Um, Claire is uh, a, a friend of the Sunny 16 show. She's actually been on that podcast a number of times and she helped me out a great deal recently when we had an assignment on self-portraits. Uh, and uh, there's a link in the show notes to Claire, Claire's website. Um, uh, and I've cho- Claire really fits the theme for tonight about what you want to be famous for and i'll come back to that uh in a minute but i'd encourage everybody to go and have a a look at claire's work uh it's it's shot primarily on uh polaroid uh and it's uh, and there's a theme that runs through pretty much all of her work which is it's very inspired by certain 60s and 70s cinema and and she a lot of Claire's work is self-portraiture, uh, but it's self-portraiture in um, set up and thought through scenes and costumes. And, the you know, it's it's the sort of work where you could you just look at it and you think, oh, I wonder what's the story behind that image. <laughs> yeah, her work really uh, reminds me of uh, Italian uh, films of the mid 60s, kind of heightened over dramatic, but very visually uh, arresting in terms of locations, in terms of wardrobe and hair, everything's kind of bigger and, 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 and more robust. It's, it, the, the images are spectacular. Her, so her work is great. You've totally nailed that first go. That, that is exactly the sort of, uh, uh, of cinematic references that Claire herself would quote. Um, yeah, we, we should get you to chat to her because you two would have a blast, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love the work, no question. 
uh yeah so i mean claire, as i say claire, claire, claire's work's great um and uh and uh in the photographic sense this is the sort of thing uh that that she is famous for um you know she has this consistency and these themes in her work you know she has been i think i spoke to her a few weeks ago and uh recently she's been in mm, i think spain uh for you know shows and exhibitions and and things like that so um, anyway, that that yeah, that that's my photo highlight of the week. Awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, and mine's um, a little bit more personal in that um, you both know that I lost my dad just recently enough, and when you re-established the photo stream, and I went back to look for some of my highlights, I found really a lot of pictures of him that I had totally forgotten that I'd taken. So. It was sort of bittersweet and and lovely, and I've kind of resaved them all now into a little collection. So I think you should put your favorite one or two or three on yeah. our site. Yes, actually, found one of him fishing, which was particularly special. So because I didn't think I had one, and uh, turns out that I did. I went out with him a couple of times, but uh, yeah. So that's my highlight. You know that's that that's no. awesome. I I just purely by coincidence, I ended up uh, looking at a couple of old photos of my nana earlier today, um, which I, and and she passed fifteen sixteen years ago, I think. Um, yeah, and, and that was that was a, a nice reminder to just see a photo of her and say to my kids, you know, that that was your great grandmother. They, they never yeah. got to know her, but oh yeah, it's uh, lovely to find these. Stumble across these things is lovely. I see dead people. <laughs> yeah. there, there, is, there is something remarkable about looking at uh, photos of one's past relatives, whether you knew them or not, that evokes a connection that's emotional and yet very different from the emotion one might feel when you look at film or video of that same person the freezing of the moment the uh, ability to kind of look into their eyes for a moment yeah. uh, in that uh, creates a very special connection and uh, is one of the i think magic aspects of photography in and of itself definitely yeah, yeah like little mannerisms or gestures that you may be forgotten about or which, which is good yeah that, that's right, just uh, the way someone tilts their head or whatever. Exactly, but yeah. I think it's going to be very, very interesting uh, after the uh, EMP strikes, and there are no photos mm. <laughs> of anyone mm. remaining. Uh, what happens then? The mind's eye, I guess. Yeah. Print. 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 Um, my pick of the week is uh, an, an artist called Vija Kelmans. Um who is kind of in her mid or even late 80s, um, an amazing artist. She's not a photographer, though her work, if you look at it online or or in a gallery, um, it, on first blush, looks like photorealistic work. Uh, her work is painstakingly drawn from reality and from photographs, and she has used basically graphite. She also paints. Uh, her work is astonishing in that it really does bridge a gap between kind of artisanal craft and the photographic image. 
and how those influence each other. Something I'm very um, interested in personally is how each of these media influence each other. And also in based on uh, Adrian's um, choice, uh, you know, the Italian cinema um, inspiring still photography or, um, you know, a, a kind of brutalist architectural um, design that we have talked about in the past, inspiring a framing device for photography. And in this case, um, her drawings have inspired me. I've done work on light on water, uh, generally uh, for lenticular images, large-scale lenticulars, but also I've printed them, so they look very much like lithographs and and I'm I'm so I'm very uh, curious always um as to how these uh, how how mediums overall whether it's theater or painting or sculpture or photography or film how they all work together to kind of create something bigger than the sum of the parts in a culture mm. Uh, yeah so i'm just, i'm sorry i i've got i was listening to that and now i've got lost looking at the artwork as well <laughs> <They're> <laughs> that, that's best <laughs> yeah, that is best yeah no good 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 photo highlight can i can i nip in with the second one just just very very quickly not to delay Please. the start of the show proper um i i have uh in the last week or two uh started playing with some of the photography features in a computer game <laughs> Um, Uh and also playing the game which is the first time i've actually played a proper computer game in in many many years uh it's grand theft auto 5 which i know i'm about five years (laughs) behind the curve getting that just now but um yeah uh so so it's one i think that you've played around in as well jeremiah well i had an entire museum exhibit in buenos aires of uh street work all done in San Andreas, yeah, within the game. <laughs> in the game. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 interesting. I started uh, the, so the I haven't played one of these games. I played them all over the years, but I haven't played a Grand Theft Auto game in ten years, let's say, at least. Um, and uh, so I thought I'd download one that was you know uh, a little bit newer. Um, and 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 the it's funny because the the user interface now, the character that you play pulls out his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and takes photos it, 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 with his cell phone. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't got anything worthy of sharing yet. But it's been fun. It's been fun starting out and having a look around. It, it definitely adds a new dynamic to to the game itself as well, and to the to the environments in the game. So that was good fun. I did put an image done from uh, I, I I forget what game. I think it's Red Rock Returning the the, the Grand Theft People's newest game uh that takes place in the american west i I put up an image on our website it it looks it's very green and white and is a cabin in the woods uh is that uh red dead redemption i think red dead redemption name of that game isn't it yes yeah Yeah, i haven't tried it now i have that as well um although i've not really played that game much um and uh, i i was going to try it in there as well but it's in my house i've seen it on a screen and the graphics are incredible they're they're very good. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. my 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 skill set is so limited. I'm desperately trying to get 
past the first iteration so I can explore the open world. So anybody listening who wants to come over to Venice, California and actually play the game for me to break through chapter one, I invite them. Get a I'll free tell lunch. my son. <laughs> yeah, you might, have, you might have quite a few takers on that uh, one, I think. Definitely. Yeah. So I have a question. Adrian, how do you see one's um, kind of relationship with fame, whether it's kind of in the uh, idolatry arena of fandom or in the kind of assuming or hoping for fame in one's personal life? How is that kind of how does that manifest today and how is it changing in terms of the future of photography? Good question. Good question. I think we probably need to unbundle that a little bit, though. Don't we? <laughs> I think unpacking it would be a good start. Yeah. So, so uh, well, let, 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 let me t- tell you a little story to get to, to get give you the the in, some insight as to where I'm coming from for this conversation. Um, I used to work for a rather large technology company um, uh, for want of a better name. Let's call it IBM. Uh, <laughs> And and it, when I worked for IBM, uh, I was always asked the question, what do you want to be famous for? <laughs> and this was the most annoying question, because the way the corporate structure was set up was that if you tried really hard to be famous for something, you'd get slapped down for trying too hard. You have to know you have to relax into it. And if you didn't try, then people would keep asking you what you want to be famous for. <laughs> So I didn't do very well at IBM and I, I and uh, yeah, that was a good part of the, a good part of my personal learning journey is that I'm not really a big corporate kind of guy. But um, the the question that thinking back on that, right, in, in preparation for the, for this discussion, uh, it occurred to me that actually maybe the nature of, of photography related fame is changing. So, yeah. Back back a time ago, um, you know that you could uh, probably count on you know, on your fingers, let's say the the number of discrete disciplines that you might come across in photography. There could be photojournalism, there could be portraiture, there could be landscape, and no doubt there are others as well. Um, but you you could say, okay, I'm this kind of photographer, and I do these as well, or whatever it might be. But today, though, there's so many more options just because of the democratization and the ubiquity of photography. You know, you could choose. I want to be famous for being a, an influencer. So, okay, so that's not famous for being a photographer as such, but actually to be an influencer, you're reliant heavily on photography, yours or somebody else's. Um, often we hear the the challenge that people post the you know their their fake lives that they wish they would have as photos on uh on social media you know so so be, you know, just just not not the influencer types but just people with normal you know social media accounts you just you know posting the best things and putting a fake view of themselves and how that causes maybe some mental health challenges um uh, so you know what so what are we doing right now so what what do we want to be famous for as photographers what do i what do i want to be famous for what what are we all doing um and and you know do we even need to be famous okay. <laughs> have any do any of us ever have the opportunity to be famous given there are now billions of photos created every day let, let, let me jump in here because um A, uh, we should frame this uh, with uh, Warhol's famous quote, which he evidently denied ever saying, but it really did attach to him, is that in the future, everyone will have 15 minutes of fame. And, you know, he was very prescient in that way. 
But when we talk about fame for its own sake, or whether fame is thrust upon us for something that we did either consciously or accidentally, or if we um, are approaching our craft with such um, merit, meritocratic and, and excellence in terms of our skill set and development of same. Um, I think when we reach a point of fame, which could be locally famous, famous in your town, famous in your community, famous in your village, uh, famous in your country or globally, those all have very different resonances. I mean, as someone who lives in um, Los Angeles and has worked in the uh, film business and, you know, around the music business, I know a lot of people and have worked with a lot of people who have very different levels of fame. Some famous people that I've worked with are so famous that other famous people get awed when they are around them. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, some famous people are very um, comfortable with their fame uh, and others are very uh, uncomfortable and, and tend to push back. Um, maybe they feel unconsciously they don't deserve it. When you get to a level of fame where you believe you deserve it, but have nothing to show for it, that's another very, very strange thing. I think our need for fame often is uh, conflated with our need to be appreciated or feel significant or loved. And, and I think we should talk about that a bit. Again, very existential again. I'm sorry. No, I'll go no. back to technique. <laughs> no, no, good. good. I like it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I, mean, I think, yeah, so uh, what do I think? Um, the, the, there's a, the, yeah, again, there's a lot. Approval. The, it's, is that it? Is it something? Well, there is approval. approval. You stand, yeah, if you're an actor, you stand on stage. If you finish your performance and no one claps, yeah. <laughs> that's a very loud silence. Yeah. Um, uh, if if you feel you deserve uh, adulation and don't get it, then do you blame others or yourself? Um, I, I think that the question is, why do you want to be famous? Is it for increased opportunities? Well, there's no doubt that fame does increase one's opportunities, albeit with um, unintended consequences. Um, you know, being able to go out in public uh, on the street, carrying a camera and just be an invisible fly on the wall becomes very difficult, near on impossible to do when one has fame. But you can get a table at any restaurant when you want. <laughs> so, so there are trade-offs. Uh, do you need to have an entourage to protect you? Um, or do you just like let it go and be kind to people as you walk on the street? Um, fame does uh, require a certain amount of um, focus in terms of how you carry yourself publicly and and how you deal with yourself privately and and so there are there are a lot of of things around fame and if we kind of reduce it to um how does fame and photography fuse there are obviously two sides to the lens there is you know look at a photographer like dan winter a, a wonderful portraiture uh, portrait artist I, I, he's dazzling and uh, his work, his technique, his focus. 
does he achieve his um, his fame in the photographic world because he has photographed so many famous people, or is it because his command of his technique is so uh, beautiful that that inspires others? And that, that's a question I throw out to you guys. Mm. That's a that's a cha- that's a challenging one. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it a di- is it a different thing, you know? Is it, um, you know, fame, even the word, it kind of has a connotation of that. Well, what, yeah, that, that you know, that this doesn't fit into. Like, um, it's more accomplishment than fame, or do you well, know what I mean? Yes, yeah, some people conflate those. Though they think by being famous, a the Kardashians, good example here. Yeah. Um, why are they famous? They're famous really for, for being famous. Yeah, which um, is, that's a nothing, you know? No, so, and yet they are famous. And so yet fame have, is kind of cheap, isn't it? It can be cheap, or in the, you know, when you look at the artist Vija Kelmans, who that's why I chose her, it took amazing. her yeah. 60, 70 years to become famous, right? yeah, <laughs> or at least a yeah. half a century. Which is the way it should be. And and the reason and, and even I had never heard of her, but I, I'm I'm really going to delve a bit deeper now. I skimmed that article, and um, yeah, about a character, totally yeah. doing it her own way, and people followed her. You know, she's like yes. a trailblazer. Yeah. Curiously, uh, her first studio was Kitty Corner to my house. Okay, here before she yeah. moved from LA, but. Oh, um, I, I I am interested in in the way fame um, ascends and descends and affects one's creative life, uh, both positively and negatively. Hmm. Silence. So well, you you have profile Jeremiah. So um, <laughs> how has it affected you? Say your personal own work that you do. You, well, you, you know, I don't consider myself famous, though. You know, I mean, no, maybe, but you definitely have profile. So I have profile. I mean, I'm known in my community, yeah. um, you know, in that way. Uh, so possibly I have enough fame to keep me yeah. going. I'd like maybe a little more. Uh, and only for very specific reasons. I mean, I don't want, I personally don't want to be famous to be recognized. Yeah. Uh, I've never wanted that. But uh, do I want a little more fame so that I have more opportunities to do whatever it is I want to do? Yeah. Um, and that's the only the only kind of relationship that I have. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very complicated um, cultural question and it's different in each of our countries like for example I'm from Canada and and in Canada and it's probably similar in Ireland 
from what I know from my Irish friends is, you know, when you achieve a certain level of fame in your country or outside of it, there's a tendency inside the country. It's like, ah, bring them down. Bring them down. They're too big for their britches. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Where in the United States, fame is its own reward. People uh, celebrate it. It's very much part of the culture and uh, in many many, many ways, very unhealthy. Um, And so how does it affect uh, an artist's ability to work? Well, if you are a well-known photographic artist, again, I'll use Dan Winters because I think he's a great example. And Dan Winters wants to do a portrait of, you know, Dr. X, famous for inventing the cure for, you know, broken arms in five minutes. Um, He'll he'll phone or his producer will phone or his agent will phone and they'll go, oh, Dan Winters, sure, I'm in because he's achieved a certain public level of acceptance and excellence. Whereas if just a, you know, a, a student graduating from school tries to make that same call, it's a little different response. So... Uh, again, within the way that one manifests one work, depending on the work itself, I think that that, that does um, affect, again, it, it affects opportunity um, rather than skill. Okay. So, so, so we're, we're all of, of a, of a level in that sense, isn't it? We all want a little bit more, not a little bit more recognition at whatever level we're working at. I, a little bit. I totally wouldn't like it at all. I, I would like to be the opposite of famous. I wouldn't want anyone to know me, but no, like you post, dead, you post on I'd like after I'm dead, I'd like somebody to find all my work and ah. people could write books about what must have been going on in my head when I did that. Oh. <laughs> so you're looking for immortality in your fame. And yeah. by the way, I can yeah, touch yeah. on that, but that is very much part of the discussion, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? That that fame creates a a kind of a, a perpetual, permanent memorabilia of our having existed in this world, and that our voice will be heard at least, we think it will, uh, resonate many years to come. That's true. That's true. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so so that this it still is. A question for me, yeah. The, the question: What do you want to be famous for, and how this impacts on, on photography? That, that that the legacy thing is interesting, isn't it? Because uh, you know, uh, it, it's been a few years as as we speak now since the whole Vivian Mayer thing, mm-hmm. um, and and that was very much uh, you know a, a, in in some at some levels a story of a, of a lady who who took photos for her own benefit, didn't want to be famous at all, perhaps, uh, or at least as as far as anybody can tell at this point. Um, uh, uh, and yet has uh, had uh, created a, a legacy that that uh, you know that uh, ha- has become world famous. Um, that that that's an interesting thing in in itself. But that's not it, it, that that's not her wanting to be famous. Um, I mean, I guess you know th- there's a simplistic level which I'm probably may- uh, maybe I personally am better able to process these questions at a slightly more simplistic <laughs> level, <laughs> which is yeah, you know, uh, and it's one of the reasons that I chose Claire Bailey as my photo highlight for this week is that 
there is a level of consistency through her work and so you know if you said oh well what's claire bailey famous for in the world of photography well largely it would be for uh, taking instant photographs influenced by 1960s italian cinema <laughs> and a, a slightly broader a slightly broader cinematic uh, you know uh, reference i'm sure she has as well but but you know that 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 there is that there's a, a thread to it now for me uh, do i have a thread it's something i struggle with um i i uh, if i was any if 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 this was the the 18th century uh, and i was as a wealthy landowner i would be most likely be referred to as a, a dilettante of some sort you know i i'm i'm mucking about at this stuff um i uh, but I, I do it to be creative but could you could i honestly say there's there's a consistency in my work could i could anybody say what is adrian stock famous for in the world of photography um, it probably wouldn't be my photography to be honest it'd probably be one of my podcasts <laughs> <laughs> which, which is an accidental consequence of just talking a lot about the stuff i love <laughs> but again is We're your is, mucking about aren't we is your your work your photography work something that you do that you i'm, I'm going to use this as a metaphor that you hide under a rock not consciously but that you don't care if people see it or not so that that's a question that's okay um, well that's, I, I can try and answer that question honestly yeah, you want to start there right yeah okay like, well i can do the work and then what and then well I, i'll answer that question as honestly as i can um i i'm not doing photography to become well known in any way for being a, a photographer i'm not i'm not great on social networking and social media um i because a lot of this stuff i i don't do for people i don't know my connection that, that what i would like to, to to gain some recognition of is that for the people that i do know or that i get to know whose photographs i take that they look at that and say yeah i really like that if you want a good portrait or whatever you could go ask adrian because he's all right with the camera right and and you know that 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 perhaps is, is something that means more to me it's and, and i don't feel like i'm hiding and i don't feel like i i fear rejection from you know the the masses on social media um i just feel that i'm not really doing it for them <laughs> yeah. um i i and and the fact the family legacy thing as well i'm you know um i i have as as many uh enthusiastic photographers do um, I, I have over the years achieved the label of, you know, you are the person who takes the family photos. <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what photograph, photographic style that you're playing with at the moment or what kind of bizarre, you know, alternative process or film camera you happen to want to shoot. We want you to take this digital camera, point it at us and take a family group shot, please. <laughs> 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 and, and I don't resent that all the time. <laughs> so you've achieved a certain fame within a smaller community yeah yeah i have so so and and have, have i have i answered for myself to my own satisfaction the question of what do i want to be famous for so i may have, i've achieved x but is x the thing i was trying to achieve um i, I i'm not sure actually i the, the thing one of the things i come back to um uh, in year on year right i i play around with lots of different things one of the things i come back to year on year is 
broadly speaking, is environmental portraits where I have paid as much attention to lighting and composition of the environment as I have to the portrait. Um, there are some you know, some little details around that. Often I prefer um, quite a uh, a wide aspect ratio, even right the way up to, you know, your full two. 35 or whatever yeah and 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 i don't know why it's just something i like um and i move away from that at times and when i go back and see that oh yeah i should shoot all my photos like that so there are some themes and maybe if i was to try and pull together uh, a portfolio which by the way i have never done and maybe i should but i've never done it to date um maybe uh, uh what i should do is to say uh, let's let's pull one set of type or one set or type of photographs together. Let's uh, let's look at what I can achieve in some level of consistency and promote myself around that. If promote is even the right kind of a word, so that's that's about my answer to or my attempt to to honestly answer that question. Um, uh, Ema, how about you? What do you want to be famous for? Well, I don't want to be famous <laughs> in that um, I'd, I'd like the way that I described it there a few minutes ago, <laughs> where, um, you know, I think there's, I don't know, I have I have a, a love of the poetic and I, I think that's the kind of fame I would like. And um, I think the reason I take pictures is that I don't have the words to write. If I did, I think I'd probably do that instead. But um, and pictures are my way of expressing that kind of side of me, I think. So, um, so you'd rather be famous for writing? <laughs> I think I probably would, yeah. A yeah. real Irish woman. Yeah, that's a legitimate, that's a legitimate claim. I, I can't write either, yeah. but that's, um, uh, I, I don't, that's not something I've ever felt like doing. So, so do, do you? Do you do you if do you feel then really that you know, ph- photography is a a good substitute? Are, are you satisfied yeah, with that? Yeah, it's its yeah. own kind of poetry. I think uh, I don't know. That's the way I see it, anyway. Emer, are are you familiar with the um, work of Chris Marker and La Jete, His book. No. Um, you should you should check that out that could be a, a nice pick in fact for for another day but but you know he did a series of images that that are i guess it's it's really an abstract film of whatnot but it is a narrative a very abstract poetic narrative using photos um the other thing and i i wasn't on that particular podcast that you did i think last month where simon stelhag was uh, i think it was chris's pick um, uh, an artist, a visual artist, um, who is also very much in the, uh, he's a painter, but draws a lot from photography and also gaming and creates a narrative in his work. And I, I'm a huge fan of his and have all of his books. Um, so I was tickled that Chris had selected him. Oh, I'm certainly but, pick them up. But there, I mean, I was looking at your crow photographs, which I think are absolutely magical, absolutely beautiful, breathtaking. And I matched you with a squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Not as beautiful or poetic, but certainly the squirrel that lives on my property 
or our property. Um, but but the you know you start to think in terms of narrative or poetry or um, a, a literary feel. I can look at those photographs and I can see a um, an organic story that you could write visually, even with a spare word or two, as Ooh. a book. Okay. And, and you should think of your work in that way because it, it will kind of pull it together. And I know you probably feel that instinctively when you take those photographs, but seeing them together as a work and balancing where those images lay in relationship to the other can mm -hmm. be very informative um, as to your literary aspirations, which don't just require words. And I'd say the same thing with Adrian. If you start to put together a very specific portfolio out of work that you've done in the past, um, you may just select one theme, w whether it's kind of environmental or architecture or high key or low key, whatever, whatever kind of has grabbed you uh, in a series of pictures and then review the work and start to pull different images out of your kind of collection into an integrated stylistic thing. You may start to get inspired by your own work to kind of move through uh, what I would consider a body of work, and I'm not saying limited to one, uh, I'm saying that's a very, very nice place to start because it gives you a filter of how to see the world. And I think mm -hmm. when that filter crystallizes and you see the world in a very specific way and you share that and it reaches a certain audience, you're going to find that there are you know, hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands of people who's, who would like to or do see the world in the way that you do. And in that way, you make a connection with them. And that makes you feel quite significant and uh, gives you that kind of momentum towards the immortality that we all seek. Mm. So, so what is the immortality that you seek then, Jeremiah? Because you, you, we've, you know, so you have of, of the three of us. Clearly, you have the the most published pieces of uh, uh, of of whatever you know, uh, art, uh, you know, shows of photography, other kind of art, you know, movies, whatever it might be. So, and yet you say you don't consider yourself to be famous. So, so what what do you want to be famous for? Um. Well, I mean, I I could give you the kind of. I just want to be famous for being kind. <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows that that is not true. <laughs> I do try. Um, I don't really, I don't look at it like that. Um, I don't really, at this point in my life, want fame. I don't crave fame. I've seen what fame has done to people. I think I would like my work to reach as many people as possible because that gives me a connection in to the universe writ large. I mean, Henry Miller, when he wrote one of his first major books, Tropic of Cancer, I, I recall he was talking about the poet Celine and, 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 and he, he had said that the reason artists do that is because they, they just need to shout loud into the universe that they're alive, that they, they are here. Um, so often, um, it, it's so easy, um, 
for people to feel that, I mean, I don't feel this, but when you travel the world and you see the struggles of people day in, day out, and they feel invisible or unheard or, or insignificant, um, uh, that I think is one of the most, um, I think it's one of the most uh, painful elements of being a human is feeling insignificant. And that's probably why people have families instinctively in their DNA, so that at least they're significant within their own families. There's a reason to live. Um, and so if you just extrapolate that out with with work, with art, with your community, with love, with um, your friends, um, and even with people you disagree with and, and try to embrace them in a cultural um, conversation, um, that is very satisfying. And I think it satisfies us on some kind of spiritual level. Um, because I think the expansion of one's creative energy is very much in line with the expansion of the universe. And maybe I'm just getting too esoteric here. <laughs> but, but I think that when one is in the flow, and I think you guys understand what that is, being in the creative flow when you're working and when there's a kind of a loop of the work and you and it's just there's a perfect moment. Um, that's uh, one of the most beautiful kind of experiences that one is able to have. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to change in the future. The medium may change, but the the will to expand one's work or oneself through the work into the universe is something that I I, I feel is. Um, like the wind in one's sails. And through that, one could become famous, one could become frustrated, one could become infamous. Uh, there's a lot of, like, like I said, unintended consequences. But um, overall, I think there's something beautiful of, of seeing your work last longer than you or knowing that it will last longer than you. I'm not, I'm not sure I know why that is, but I know that it is. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I, probably I, won't last. I wonder what we can learn <laughs> about each other. Printed. I wonder what we can learn about each other and about ourselves from how much we've given thought to this topic in the past. Because I've probably given very little thought to it. Yeah, me too. Well, I, I, in your work, I can see a, a, a real connection with family, Adrian. Uh, like, I think that that is very... Uh, you feel that in, in the work. There's there's this kind of reaching out, this embracing of 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 family, and I say that not even in an immediate family, but just that connection yeah. that that's very important to you, and you embrace that. And with with Emer, I, I really feel her her love of the tranquility of nature is just uh, palpable, um, and. You know, I, w I would dare say very Irish influenced in the kind of light that you are, you know, loving or, or certainly illustrating. As for me, I couldn't tell you anything about my own work. 
Well, I tell you what, um, uh, we, we, we probably need to start start wrapping this up there, actually. So I, I'm not sure that we've we've answered our question of what does this mean for the future of photography? Um, it, we've, we've certainly had a, a very fruitful and, and certainly very interesting conversation around fame and the nature of fame and, uh, and perhaps what we do or don't want to be famous for. <laughs> By the way, can we can we uh, leave it with possibly one question is what will be the nature of fame in the future? Ooh. Like, like how famous is famous? Um, where do we go? Do, do, you know, people brought up in a world where likes are the most important thing where followers are, are as important as food, where social media acceptance is as massive, a kind of meaningful um, human experience as learning engineering or a skill or being a doctor. Um, where do you think we're headed? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm kind of hoping that all of that is just a phase we're going through. Yeah, um, yeah because uh, you know, I mean, coming. Is there uh, a little bit of a backlash already? Is, is it has it begun? Well, no. I think I think Maybe. some of the, some of the Facebook properties, Facebook owned properties, have started removing likes and stuff like that from from public uh, pu- public view. Uh, but of course, they're they're still I think they're, where they're trialing that at the moment. They're still making sure that the the individual posters of content can see how many likes they've got. It's just their adoring public that can't. Um, <laughs> so I, I think we've got I think we've got a fair way to go before we work out work it out of our system. But uh, you know, again, it's 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 sometimes these things take a, these cultural things sometimes take part of a generation, don't they? You know, um, mm. yeah. There, there's yeah. a lot of young people now who say that Facebook is for old people. You know, um, mm. <laughs> but they, but I, I I don't know the answer to that. It's a good question. It's a great question though, Jeremiah. And, and uh, I I may have to beg your indulgence in not answering it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> How we can answer it in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's the great thing about having a podcast. We can get together next week and just chat all about something else, all the same thing all over again. So what are our 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 picks? Our our you know, what do you what do we what do we leave us with here? Whose favorite stuff? Well, do you know what? I'm going to ask Ema to share hers first because I, I I think there's a little a mini conversation just in that one all alone. Yeah, um, I know I am a little hipstamatic obsessed, or it seems I've brought it up a few times, but they've um, relaunched relaunched it. I think um, now the original app is is in place on my phone. The new one is now also on my phone, but none of the gear from the old one is on the new one. Uh, you can looks, get that back, actually. You can get that back. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how to do it yet. I Restore had... purchases. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't seem to have worked. Even oh. the controls, it's way different. It's the it, user whole interface of it is completely different. It it's yes, it appeared. Not on... sure I like it. But... No. No, <laughs> it's it's not made the best first impression on me either. To be no. honest, it's, my first impression was, well, how does all this work then? And I and I can't find anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give them a chance. I'm going to give them a chance, but um, <laughs> not sure. And then there's this kind of magic camera thing on it, and it just it's it's making it all too easy again. It's I'm going to have to get a camera and film 
it's the only way. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to replicate that, you know, in the same way that I used to. It's too easy to um, to do it the easy way. And the whole thing I liked about it was the challenge. So I don't know. <laughs> it's we a good it a it's a good pick of the week though because i think it's definitely going to be one of these releases that polarizes people um, yeah you know. it'll be interesting now to hear the reactions to it and um you know or what happens to them next as a as an entity after all their trials and tribulations <laughs> <laughs> jeremiah what have you got as your pick of the week well, my pick of the week is something unrelated to photography, but also very visual and uh, interesting in terms of human behavior. It is called Traffic Dash Simulation Dash. I mean, dot de. So Traffic Simulation dot de. And and it, it basically it's a traffic flow and general. Um, simulator that has a lot of settings. So it just shows you, of course, I'm fascinated by it since I live in LA and this is our life, but it, it demonstrates how many cars are coming uh, onto the highway, how many are there, how many trucks, what, how much time is allowed. And, and of course, there's one slider that I love, which is called politeness. So it, if you can play with this and slide the politeness slider to basically completely rude <laughs> and you start to see cars just just behaving wildly or or cars that oh, yeah, are, yeah it's it's a it's a wonderful hypnotic study of the human condition as it pertains to traffic flow <laughs> What's it's great. The, I'm playing with it now. What were we talking about? What is, <laughs> what's the purpose of this uh, objective of this? Really? Well, I, this I actually, I actually think it it was conceived as a very, um, like a a, a real scientific way of 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 assessing how many cars would be able okay. to kind of get in and out of a. Uh, a freeway at what times and with how much speed and car following behaviors are they tailgating are they not um so if you kind of dial it up that everybody's traveling at 160 km and they are accelerating wildly and they have no politeness just start to do this and you just see the human condition <laughs> like if you go time warp fast uh, it's absolutely incredible okay well there we totally <laughs> okay well I'm, I'm i'm gonna keep i'm gonna bring us kicking and screaming back to the topic of our show for my pick of the week <laughs> what um and uh i i'm actually continuing my continuing my theme of uh of uh, instant photography and, and fame one of the things that was i had thought of as, as my answer to what do i want to be famous for was i'd like to be famous for making people smile with my photographs and one of the best ways i've ever found to do that is to give them an instant print you know take an instant yeah. photograph and, and give it to somebody and uh, once they they get over their disbelief that so, such things still exist, <laughs> uh, 
Um, they, so you, you, I, I've never seen anybody smile at my photography as much as when I've given them an instant print of it. Um, and so my pick of the week, uh, I think it's been, been announced uh, either today or yesterday or something like that. Um, it is a new Instax Mini printer from Fujifilm. Um, this is uh, it, it's it's a third or fourth generation device at this point so these things do exist in fact i have the first generation one and it's awesome makes people smile all the time when i use it yeah um, i have the second one this this new well this new one can do things like collages um uh, and stuff like that all, all on a single uh, quite how a collage is 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 uh, is consumable on uh, a a, a print that's the size of a credit card i don't know but but it'll do collages and one of the other things it'll do is it'll do uh i don't know what they call it but it'll do a mode where um you can take three people's faces uh, you know for, from yeah, a group uh, and it'll put the you know, the the head of the, the head of somebody the eyes of somebody else the nose of somebody else and the mouth of somebody else or something <laughs> like that all on a single print you can mix it you you can um mix and match parts of people's faces around on a single print um, and that's all built into, I think, into the printer. Although there is a, obviously there's a, a companion app for it. Um, but for those for those of us out there in, in the the future of photography who who don't have uh, an instant camera or prefer to shoot digital, um, and and who haven't tried th- these sorts of things, I would absolutely urge you to go and try it. Um, whether you uh, whether you do it for, through your phone if you take a photograph on your phone or whether you have a different type of camera and you transfer it to your phone or what I find to be one of the most seamless ways because I shoot Fuji cameras I have these things as a menu option in my camera so I can take a shot on any of my Fuji cameras and then just hit the print button and a few seconds later I can give an instant print to somebody um, and because it's a di- because it's it comes from a digital source. If you're taking a group photo, let's say you've got three friends and you take their photo, you can print three prints out exactly the same. Yeah, it's, it's it is fantastic. Yeah, there is nothing like giving people a picture that unexpectedly is of them. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 my last little uh, last little uh, nod in the direction of our theme for today. <laughs> which is i'd like to be famous for for giving people photos and making them smile well another uh, wrap up for us and um our show notes are on the website yep they are indeed at least they will be when i've written them <laughs> <laughs> yep and uh yep so uh yeah this uh well um yeah this has been the the future of photography um uh, and a, a rich conversation we've had uh, as well this week uh you can find us on uh, uh well you can find us on uh, the future as jeremiah says the, the show notes will be on our website with links to all the stuff that we discuss they'll probably also be in your podcatching app of choice um you can get in touch with us on twitter uh at tfop now t-f-o-p now uh, that's the the handle for our twitter account and also the hashtag you can use elsewhere uh, to to get hold of us uh please do always get always very very glad to extend the conversation that is why we do this stuff okay yeah and that's about it uh, we will speak to you next week goodbye bye-bye bye-bye You've been listening to The Future of Photography 
a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.